welcome back to the Mulberry Book Draft, episode 12, to close out our first season. Hey, Bethany. Hey, Sarah. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing that we're finishing season one. It's crazy. Like, go ahead. I I don't, it's like I almost have no words. It's it's been an adventure. Oh, for sure. And guess what? It's an adventure that we will be continuing. We have been renewed. What is it? Is that what happens when shows, like, for a second season? Um... We've been they, we've been renewed. There will be a season two. Um, but if there's anything you want to talk to us about, things that you would like us to share, corrections perhaps, now that we know how stressed my podcast partner gets about sharing the right stuff. See, now you guys know my lifelong fear of not being perfect. <laughs> I'm only human. I, I can't I have to remind myself of that every day. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay, so but you can reach us at the Mulberry Library at gmail.com. Oh, you got it this time. Yeah, I did. And we will happily share your input, comments about episodes, books you'd like us to share, questions you want us to answer. But before we jump too far into this episode, today we want to talk a few minutes to highlight our COHS program. Some of you may have seen the information on our library counter or even um, your city water bill, um, but COHS is the career online high school program that we are excited to be a part of. So, so excited. Um, This program, if you don't currently possess a high school diploma or a GED, you might qualify. Um, It's actually an accredited degree that you can earn. So it's pretty simple. I mean, you really only have to be 19 years or older and you do have to have a valid library card. So if you're unsure if you have a library card or if you need to sign up for one, you can always contact us, stop in, we'll help you out. Exactly. So once that is set, you can take the Are You Ready survey and then we'll work with you through the next steps. Um, Things that I love about this is that the people who are approved for the COHS program and end up, they end up with their own academic coach. And they only take one class at a time. And that is what dreams are made of, folks. Um, But and they can work at their own pace. I I mean, come on. It's it's so amazing. I really... I hate to use that word over and over yeah. and over again, but it really is. I This program is so awesome. And again, it's an accredited degree. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, some of the career options, they even earn you a certificate yes. as well. So you get a degree and a certificate. Um, and best part, since it's accredited, if you're looking to continue a secondary education, there are so many colleges and universities across the nation that recognize it. Yes. So if you have any questions please contact us or visit mulberrylibrary.com and read through the FAQs, the Frequently Asked Questions. If you are not in Polk County, don't despair. Still visit fl.careeronlinehs.org, which that'll be listed in the show notes, but find a library near you that does offer it. Um, this program is offered in partnerships with libraries across the U.S. All right, so... Today is going to be filled with all of our favorite things. Yay! So, book or library related for the most part. Maybe a dog or something will be slipped in here and there. We'll see. But, uh, Bethany, what was your favorite episode so far? Oh, my goodness. I'm really tempted to say, like, audiobooks or teen room tour because you know I love those sections. (laughs) But I'm going to be really honest with you guys for these. It was Dear Romance from February. Yes. I just... I had the best time giggling and exploring the world of romance with you, and 
my friend's book club up north, we like Zoom together. We even picked a romance book for our next discussion, and I just finished it the morning, this morning, as of the recording of this podcast. (laughs) So it's still, um, still a genre that I'm getting comfortable with. But I, I actually found myself rooting for the characters this oh. time, and I was sort of, you know, it was good. I don't know. It was kind of fun. So what was yours? Um, so I actually almost picked that episode as well. Oh because my gosh. it was it really was so much fun. I feel like you and I both learned a lot in that episode. Um, but I'm going to have to go with was the book better episode. <gasps> yes. I absolutely loved it. And you know me. That's one of my favorite things is to read a book and then watch the show, watch the movie, and figure out what the best, like, what was better. And, uh I mean, the immediately the first things I'm thinking of are Twilight, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead. Like, if we want to go into it again, we can. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to have to put, like, a, a <laughs> disclaimer. Like, we will not mention Twilight or Harry Potter <laughs> during season two. Right. Um, okay, so we mentioned a lot about library and community events that went on in Mulberry. So what was your favorite event, Bethany? Oh, that's a toss-up. Can I say two? I'll allow it this time. Okay. Well, I really loved um, getting to do the author gem series. So that was when we had all those local authors over at the theater with us. Oh, and yeah. It was, um, I think what I loved the most about that one, obviously meeting the authors themselves because they mm-hmm. were just so fun and so interesting. But people talk all the time about how hard it is to get published. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't think they always talk about how hard it is to actually write a book. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Listening to them talk about like how they um, how they did their research and setting it up, and sometimes even how they came up with the idea to begin with, um, it's it's pretty interesting. And we do have a lot of phenomenal local authors around mm-hmm. us. So well, we really do have a lot. There is, there really, really is. And even if you if you come into our location, I know, like if you look on the spine, mm-hmm. we have the little Florida sticker on them and the local author sticker. So um, there are so many talented people around here. So, and speaking of talent, mm-hmm. my other one, the musical hammers. Oh, so good. Those hammer dulcimers. I, if you guys ever have a chance to go listen to a hammer dulcimer group, like, do it. Absolutely do it. But this group, they had us singing. I mean, we were singing You Are My Sunshine and Amazing Grace together. Mm-hmm. And, like, when they were done playing, everybody that was sitting there was like, I don't want them to be done yet. Oh, Yeah. And then they let us, like touch them and play oh. them yes and there was one gentleman that was like teaching people how to play mary had a little lamb oh, on his dulcimer and it was just such an incredible experience like they answered all of our questions and they really took time with us so i i think those would be my two favorites yeah we could hear a little bit downstairs while it was going on and it sounded amazing yeah and that was just downstairs can't imagine what it sounded like while you were sitting there oh it was great so what was your favorite thing Um, well, I mentioned it, I think, last month on the podcast, but I loved Spirit Week. I just, because it wasn't just our department. Like, we had the whole city involved in it, and everybody just being excited to see what everybody else was wearing that day, and just getting to be silly for for a couple of minutes a day. Um, you know, we did Wacky Wednesday, so, I mean, it was... Kind of, it was interesting because some people like weren't actually commenting on our outfits, and then they we'd be like, "Oh, it's Spirit Week, it's Wacky Wednesday," and they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, I wasn't gonna say anything, but like, wasn't sure what was going on." They just thought we were all, yeah. you know, confused, got dressed in the dark. <laughs> right. Some of your Storytime kids came in too, and oh. they were so adorable. Yes. Like, oh, that was fun. It was. It was. It was such a. I loved it just because it brought us. 
um, we just got to have fun together and there wasn't any like pressure or anything like that. And who doesn't love dressing up at work? True. Like being silly. So yeah, that was my favorite. Okay. So, um, what's your favorite thing to find in a book? Oh, like, like as a bookmark or like in the text itself? Uh, either, either. Okay. I think I'll go with the text. Um, I think I would have to say my favorite thing is when I find something that relates to me. So like if I find my hometown or my birth date or like even my dog's name, like (laughs) if... See? Dogs. (laughs) Okay, so if you guys don't know, my dog's name is Norbert after the dragon in Harry Potter, so not a super common name. Mm -hmm. But last year, um, I did find his name in a book. I remember I sent a picture to a friend. And then I actually saw my hometown listed in three different books last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was messaging with a friend. I had a few books that also listed my birth date. So like a different year, but still my month and day. Yeah. And I was messaging with her and she said she has never seen hers in a book before. I can't say that I have. Yeah. So like out of all of the places and dates and names, like it's just kind of random that those come up. And not to be outdone, I do get excited if I see my my human children's mm-hmm. names as well. So I don't want them to feel left out. But <laughs> Norbert is just like a very random name. So yeah. yeah. What do you What do you get excited about when you find? Um. Well, it's um kind of along the same. Um, but this mostly happens in nonfiction books. But I love finding out when like the book that I'm the person that I'm reading about in the book or whatever it is, when people are friends, like in real life, you know, like I just like, do you guys have a group chat? Like, how does this, what did like, do you guys text like us normal people do? Like, do you say, Hey, what are your dinner plans? You want to go grab some grub? Like just finding out. And when they tell stories of hanging out with each other that you don't hear about in the tabloids, I mean, granted the tabloids are not always true. But it's just, it's so interesting to me. But it is kind of like when they do like those Mm -hmm. reunions or something. And it's like, so have you guys stayed in touch all these years? And all of a sudden you find out that they really have been friends all along. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys weren't just coworkers. You were friends. And I'm like, I love it. That's fun. Right? So, okay. So the next thing is, what's the favorite thing you've learned doing this podcast? Okay. Well. We've learned I'm not the most tech savvy, but I'm figuring it out. So I probably should say that it was figuring out how to do like the intro outro music. But again, I'm going to drop a truth bomb on you. Mm -hmm. Um, You remember last month how I researched a little bit for Women's History Month for us? Yeah. Okay. I sometimes suffer from procrastination. (gasps) I know I'm not alone in this. So please don't judge me. But I found myself on one of those calendars where, like, National Insert Silly Thing Day websites. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're all familiar with them. Yeah. So today's episode is released on April 19th. Do you know what April 19th is, what the national day is? No. Do you want to know? Oh, of course. National Garlic Day. (laughs) (laughs) So I am part of an Italian family, and once I saw the word garlic, I, like, couldn't look away. So I had to just kind of check this out but we all know the classic myth right that Mm -hmm. it wards off like vampires witches werewolves that kind of stuff but i also learned that garlic is a vegetable which is also known as the stinking rose (laughs) and it's part of the lily family no way yeah i was that i did not know that at all um and then guess where it originated 
I, I don't know. Okay, Asia. What? what? Yes, over like 7,000 years ago. And there are 300 varieties that grow around the world. Um, it is used for medicinal purposes and herbal remedies. Um, but one of my favorite things was dreaming about garlic. What? If you dream about garlic in the house, it suggests good luck. So there you go. Happy National Garlic Day, people. Don't find me right before bed. <laughs> staring, Smelling garlic? <laughs> yeah. Staring at the can of like garlic powder and oh garlic salt. <laughs> I was like so mortified and I'm looking this up and I like couldn't look away. I just had to learn about the garlic. Yeah, so. that's super interesting. I, I love it. Oh my gosh. What was your favorite thing you've learned? Um, mine would probably have to be like the sound of my voice. I feel like with this, like we've had to learn. Yeah. To like the sound of our voices. And I don't, I mean, I still don't like the sound of my voice, but I don't cringe every time I hear it now. I don't know if you're really old. And did, did you guys ever have an answering machine? I mean, like, like do I, you're your friends. I mean, like I have a voicemail on no. my phone. Okay. Well, I'm older than you. <laughs> do you guys remember like you'd have an answering machine? I mean, machine? I remember answering machines. Yeah. But like when they would do the ones where they'd press play and everybody in the room could hear it. And so yeah. if you were at a friend's house and they press play and it was you leaving the message and you'd hear your voice <laughs> and you'd be like, that's not what I sound like. Can't relate. <laughs> anyway, I'm just trying to say I get what you're saying. <laughs> you made me feel so old. I'm, so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. All right. So I like the sound of, well, I don't like the sound of my voice, but I don't cringe. I don't feel like, you know, throwing up every time I Probably because these microphones are better than answering machines from the 1980s. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I would. (laughs) It was 15 years before. (laughs) Oh, no, you're killing me. Okay. All right. So what is your favorite thing about working at the library? Oh, this is an easy one for me. It is definitely talking books with our patrons. Oh, yeah. I have loved getting to know them the last three years and hitting this point where I'll be like reading something and I think, oh my gosh, so-and-so is going to absolutely love this book. I can't wait until they come in and I can tell them about it. And it's just so fun to get to know them through books and then probably the biggest compliment sometimes that I get would be not them like thanking me, but the fact that they thought about me when they read a book. Mm. So one of our regulars recently told me to read a book called The Paris Seamstress. It was um, by uh, Natasha Lester. And do you remember last month you were talking about World War II fiction? Yes. This one takes place in World War II. So it starts in Paris, but then the war is starting. So her mom makes her go over to the States. Mm -hmm. And so she's separated from her mother and stuff. And so it is historical fiction. There's a lot of like actual people and situations happening in this book. But the whole time I was reading it, I just kept thinking to myself, yeah, she gets me. Mm. So like when they know me enough that they can recommend a book back to me, like. Oh, I love that. It's such a moment. So, Aww. yeah. What about you? What's your favorite part of the job? Um, mine's probably seeing the joy of people's faces when we help them. Um, I feel like just kind of like in the world that we're in now, everybody's just too busy mm-hmm. to just help somebody else out. And or almost like people are too scared to ask for help. So, like, when we do ask, do you need help? And a lot of times I feel like we get, oh, no, I'm okay. And then they'll be like, actually. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's what we're here for. Like, we want to help you. And just getting to see the joy in their face because we helped them find the book that they wanted. Or, like, 
you give them a recommendation, I give them a recommendation, whatever it is. It's just a simple thing, but it brings a smile to their face. And that's what I love seeing. Yeah. And that's probably the most rewarding part for me. And story time when little Jeremiah, when we're doing the scarf songs and he has this big old smile on his face while we're doing it. And he's not even one, but he just has this big old grin. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so favorite library update this year since we've had so many. Oh, this is an easy one. Mm-hmm. Observation deck. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen our new observation deck? Gorgeous. Oh, I've been eating my lunch out there like every day. I just love it. I can hear the little animals skittering around. There's been like a woodpecker that's been <laughs> hanging out. Um, but here's what happened the other day, and I don't know if I told you about this. There was a car pulling out while I was eating, and all of a sudden I hear... Bye, Miss Bethany. And I looked up and hanging out the back window was one of our kiddos waving goodbye to me as her mom was driving away. I mean, my heart just, I melted. It was awesome. What about you? Um, Well, I have two. So, because, you know, one of them is also the observation deck. It is beautiful. I've done story time out there a couple of times with my smaller groups when they are small. Um, and it just, the breeze when mm-hmm. you're out there, it's just, uh, there's, and underneath those trees, like it really feels like you're in a completely different place. It does. So yeah. it's, oh, I love it. And then also COHS has been, <sighs> yeah. it's been really great and we're working with, um, some people right now and it's just been very cool. They have a, they have a great team too. Like oh, we yeah. have learned so much from them. Yeah. So. And super easy to get a hold of. Yes. I mean, they've just been phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, so um, a favorite non-book library item. Oh, I think I would have to go with jigsaw puzzles. Ooh. Yeah. I love puzzles. So we actually had people donate some Mm -hmm. recently, and so I keep bringing them home, and my family keeps laughing at me. But (laughs) I'm just, um, I'm finding them to be very relaxing. And the one I just finished was this, like, 1,500 piece. So I got excited because it was a bigger one. Yeah. Um, But it was, like, craft-related. So it had an old sewing machine, Mm. and it had, like, fabric and buttons. And it was beautiful. Like, when I finished it, I just kind of sat there at my table looking at it. And I don't know. I find it very soothing. And so, yeah, we have a jigsaw library, if you guys weren't aware. But what's your favorite non-book thing? I mean, I have to say this one, but the staff. Aww. You know, I just, I love us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I really am. Um, our, our department, I mean, don't get me wrong. The whole city is great, but yeah. I only really work with our department and our department. Everybody just brings something else to the table. And I love how all of our personalities are so different yet. They fit together so well and we yeah. can joke and we can have fun, but we can also work together. And so it's just, yeah, I just, I have really great coworkers. I like that everybody accepts each other's strengths too. Yes. So it's like if somebody asks me a question and I can't answer, yeah, like I know out of all of you who the best person to ask. To ask. 100%. Like I love that. Like we yeah. know each other well enough to know. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so true. Okay. So last one is favorite books that you hopefully haven't mentioned on the podcast. So, you know, maybe three, four. Okay. So. You warned me about this. I did. So here's what I did. I made us a master list of titles that we have mentioned on the podcast to make uh, sure that I didn't double dip. Bless. Yes. <laughs> and I did come up with four. Okay. So here we go. 
Um, I also kind of peeked at my Goodreads as like a refresher of what I've read. Yes. Yeah, because I'm like, I can't just say like this year because right. we've only been doing this. So I, I mm-hmm. looked from like May until now. Cool. So here's what I came up with. The first one was Full Circle, From Hollywood to Real Life and Back Again by Andrea Barber. And that is, do you guys know um, Kimmy Gibbler from Full House? I do know her. So this is her. And it's really interesting because it's not just about her being on Full House or being famous. She actually dealt with like bullies and mental health issues, divorce. Um, She reads her own audiobook. And her explaining what her parents did to help her get through all the stuff that she was dealing with was so incredibly beautiful and just the strength that they found in each other. Like, when I listened to this one, I had a lot of, like, yes, girl moments. Like, just, (laughs) yeah. So it was really good. I was very surprised. Um, The next one is one that I can't believe we haven't mentioned this on the podcast. Um, The Sundown Motel. How have we not mentioned this? I don't know. Like... Simone St. James is easily my favorite author that I was introduced to last year. Yeah. So much so, I read all of her books. (laughs) All of them. Yeah. So um, she was suggested to me by a friend, and she just spins, like, such a fantastic tale. Yes. Like, whether she's doing more of a modern day or a historical fiction, they're so well done. And if you've never read her, she tends to lean toward, like, ghost stories. And mm-hmm. I never realized that I liked or appreciated ghost stories until I met her. Uh, she does a great job. And I'm still curious to see if they're going to make this into a TV show. Because I know it was option for a TV show. Oh, I'm just saying it should be. Yeah. So, um, my next one is... I just love him. <laughs> it's The Storyteller, Tales of Life and Music by Dave Grohl. And I just have to say... I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan, and seeing him in concert a few years ago with my best friend was, like, life-changing for me. It is definitely one of the highlights of my life. Love it. So the fact that he used this pandemic to write a book, like, just made my day. Um, And what's really cool about this one is, yes, he's a rock star, and there are a few, like, rock star moments in it, but this book was more about, like, his love for his family, his mom, who is a teacher his friends. Um, He even had these really heartfelt words for Kurt Cobain, because I don't know if you're aware, but he was in in Nirvana with Kurt Cobain, so, like, very close to that whole situation. I know, because you told me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, but, and, like, there is this one story he tells in it about something he did for his daughter. It has to do with a father-daughter dance, Mm. and it just, he's an amazing human being. Um, But one of the things I say from this one is a quote that says, But beyond any biological information, there is love, something that defies all science and reason. Amen to that. Right? So good. I love him. And then the last one was kind of one of those, like, books that I didn't know I needed until I opened it. Aww. (laughs) That's the the category. Yeah. It's called The Comfort Book by Matt Haig. And you might recognize his name because he's the one who wrote The Midnight Library. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, this book is just like a collection of like lessons and stories from his life. And some of them he, you know, maybe wrote a little tale of something that happened in his childhood. Other things he just kind of found on social media. Um, but he just shares like all these little bits and pieces that you could read this book cover to cover in one sitting, or you could just be like, I'm having a rough day and I just need to read this one little excerpt. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was one thing that I took away from this one and it was... You don't have to be doing Tai Chi and 
DIY and bread making. Sometimes you just have to be and feel things and get through and eat chips and survive. <laughs> and that is more than enough. The facts. I know. And, I, you know, I think we're just too hard on ourselves sometimes. It just was one of, like I said, I, I didn't know I needed it until I read it. That's good. So those are my four. Yeah. Did I do um, okay? Yeah, I love them. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What did you come up with? Um, so I have a few. And okay. so the first one is called Home Before Dark by Riley Sager. And we actually have a couple that's currently reading um, his books. And so I got to talk to the husband, uh, I think, yesterday. Yeah. And so it's so funny because there's actually one that, like, I couldn't stand. I'm not going to say what it is. But um, I couldn't, like, it was the only one of his that I could not stand. And I have never, like, I was reading it at my grandparents' house. And I was like, what a moron. And my grandma's <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, what are you talking about? Strong feelings. I Listen, there's not many books that I've said that about. But that was one of them. But Home Before Dark, um, it's, I'll kind of give you, like, a little synopsis of it. But it's um, Maggie lived in a Victorian estate with her parents for three weeks before fleeing into the night 25 years ago. Her dad wrote about their ghostly encounters in a tell-all book. Maggie returns to the estate after her father passes away, and the past comes back to haunt her. Literally. But not everything happened the way her father said it did. What will she uncover upon her return? Okay, now I'm really excited, because I, I think I told you we're reading this for one of my book clubs this year. Oh, I, I think you'll love it. Okay. I think once you read this one, you'll want to read more of his books. Okay, But so not the one that I said no. <laughs> this, this book might come back. Yeah. In season two yeah, of our podcast, probably it, around November. Yeah, that's my favorite one that he's okay. writing. Um, but the second one is, You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey, Crazy, Crazy Stories About Racism by Amber Ruffin? Ruffin? I think it's Ruffin. Ruffin. I loved this book. Yes, you were the one that recommended it to me. And it's so good. So basically, Amber tells stories about things that happened to her sister Lacey. Um, everything from someone sticking their entire hand in her head. Like, in her hair. Yeah, to touch her. Oh, I yeah. still couldn't believe that. Um, being mistaken for Harriet Tubman. Um, clearly, they don't know history, but all oh right. Um, and so, more. And so, what I like is that she speaks truth and she's honest, but she also brings a, a sliver of humor with it because sometimes you can't help but laugh at something that happens. True. And so, I really enjoyed the book and I laughed and I was just kind of in disbelief along with them because I'm like, how? How? Yeah. How does some of this stuff happen? Do you remember when I read that first and I was like, I was, I don't think I was even past page one and I was like, Sarah, you have to hear this. And I like read yes. something to you aloud. Yeah. And yeah. that was when I was like, oh, guess I'm reading it next. <laughs> um, the next one is by Simone St. James because we are terrible people and Yay! have not mentioned her. Um, but this one's called The Broken Girls, who this was the first book that I read by her. So I read that one and then I read The Sundown Motel. Um, and it's about a small town with a boarding school that shuts down. A girl goes missing. There are rumors. And then the sister that went missing, her sister comes back 20 years later to investigate. And it is, I, I don't really like ghost stories, but I do like hers. She does a good job. Oh yeah. So, um, but it's, it, it's, it's a good book and I highly recommend reading that one in the Sundown Motel and her other books, which I plan on reading at some point. Um, so, but I do have one more book okay. and it's a cookbook. <gasps> we love cookbooks. Yes. And it's actually the official friends like TV show cookbook. Um, I actually have two friends cookbook. Um, yeah, cookbooks. And I love this cookbook. It has so many different recipes 
and it has like some of the food from the show in the like in the book um except for the turkey on the head part that's not in there as i say it doesn't have the what was it the trifle where she like put the meat in the dessert trifle (laughs) i actually it might (gasps) oh gross yeah so but it's funny because what i like about it is it tells you in the show where the recipe comes from so it says like the episode and kind of tells you what's going on in the episode along with the recipe so there are definitely some that i am wanting to try out but um, I'll have to let you guys know how that goes. Um, so, but before we close out our last episode for season one, you know I have to ask because we can't go an episode without asking. But Bethany, what are you currently reading? Oh, so many good books lately. Okay. Um, currently, I was asked to do the middle school book club for this month. So I'm actually reading Show Me a Sign Ooh. by Anne Claire Lizotte. I think I said her last name right. Um I'm kind of excited about it. It's actually like a middle grade book because like I said, middle school book club, but the author is actually um, deaf and she is a librarian. Yes. And so this book, it, it's inspired by a deaf community on Martha's Vineyard in the early 19th century. So they, for whatever reason, they just happened to have um, a high amount of deaf people who lived in that area, but it was still a really safe community because whether people were deaf or not, they all knew how to sign. Oh. Yes. So it's it's interesting because this, like, you know, scientist comes in and he wants to try and figure out the source of the deafness, right? Like, is it something in the water? Is it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he takes our main character and tries to use her as, like, a live specimen, and then she has to kind of save herself and... Um, interesting it's really good Um, my son absolutely loved it tried to talk to me about it yesterday and I was like I'm not done yet don't say (laughs) anything save it for Thursday so um, but yeah that's a good it's a really good middle grade um, book I'm enjoying it and then the other one um, crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner did you see me reading this one it had that red cover with like the ramen on it yes yeah, it, this book, okay, guys, I've said before, I'm a sucker for a memoir. Um, so this book is so amazing. Michelle's father's white, but her mom's Korean. And so the story, like, it's very heavy with, like, the delicious Korean food and visiting family in Korea and stuff like that. But, like, for me personally, the core of this book is the mother-daughter bond. Mm. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, no matter how strong our bond is, we still have our struggles because we are different people. And Mm -hmm. so any mother-daughter relationship that doesn't have some moments, um, you know, it's it's very honest. So she actually lost her mother to terminal cancer when she was only in her 20s. So her mom was still Mm. very young. And so you learn this at the beginning. And she's sitting in... um, If you're not familiar with an H-Mart, it's like a Korean grocery store. And there's this really big one where they lived. And so, like, the whole second floor sounds like it's more like a food court. And she's sitting in the food court, and she sees this other mother and daughter. And that daughter is the age her mother should have been. And then the the mother is, like, the age her grandmother would be, you know? Mm. And so she has this moment of, well, why does she still get to have her mom and I don't? Mm. And so then comes, like, this whole story. And it just, it was really good. I, there's just something about a memoir. Like, I, you know, if I can find something in it that resonates with me, and this one did, like, when I finished it, I, I may have taken a few minutes to, like, hug the book. Just Those are the give, best. Give it a hug. Yeah. A hug before you go. The best. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was good. What about you? Um, so I am reading um, Chasing Shadows by Lynn Austin, which mm. is a World War II historical fiction book. So we talked about that last month that I've been getting really into those. And I always tend to focus, not on purpose, 
on World War II, but I do, um, I don't know, I like it. So that's what I'm currently reading. She's an author that people have been checking out a lot lately, too. Yeah. So if you guys are looking mm-hmm. for someone new, Lynn Austin. She, yeah, she's good. Yeah, I've, we've had a few people that just keep coming back asking for more of her books. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. You did a really nice job today, Sarah. You too. Thanks. This was so much fun. I'm still kind of in like shock and disbelief that we didn't just make like a podcast. We made like a whole season of a podcast. It flew. Deep breath. (laughs) (laughs) So don't forget, guys, you can follow us. You can reach out to us at themulberrylibrary at gmail.com. You know, pick your favorite social media platform. We are on everything from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook. So... Um, make sure you find us. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Mulberry Book Drop. We'll be back next month to kick off season two. Bye, y'all. I'm not the